Hi, it's Dean Turple, and this is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is Monday, June 8th, and I'm happy to have you all here. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about, so I haven't recorded anything for a week, but I had a request this morning in my email, so I wanted to talk about that. Just an interesting note over the past you know, a couple of weeks when we've had all of these demonstrations and protests and and civil unrest, I've had, there's been so much talk in the college about it. We had a town hall on Friday afternoon that was, I found very interesting. And amongst the other deans, you know, they've been talking about it a lot and, and in our deans meetings and asking, you know, what are, what are your students saying? How are your faculty doing? And when they get to me, I always say, well, my students only seem concerned about what's going to be happening this fall or in the future. So it's an interesting phenomenon. I told one of my uh, one of my colleagues, another dean, yeah, nurses aren't really an activist kind of group for some reason. And I told her that even when the um, so nursing, right, it's a female-dominated profession, and it always has been, and and certainly, thankfully, it's becoming. Uh, more popular with men. I think that's a good thing for nursing and a good thing for our patients. But, uh, you know, of course, when nursing first came about in the in the late 1800s, it was definitely a female-dominated profession. And even when women in the United States were seeking the right to vote, the suffragist movement, nurses didn't even get involved in that. And we're a female-dominated profession. So it's just sort of an interesting phenomenon. But anyway, so I think the most important thing is that everybody wants to know is about the fall term. And I'm going to tell you the best information I have. Um, I've, I think I've said this before, but I feel like I'm talking about it a lot, but maybe I'm not because a lot of people keep asking me. The plan for the college-wide, the college-wide plan is to have anything that can be remote delivery be remote delivery. So what's important to know is that online is different than remote. Online learning is a philosophy and it's asynchronous, meaning that the faculty isn't necessarily on on the computer, in the classroom, I mean to say, at the same time as students. There are assignments, there are discussion boards. Those things may be present in remote learning, but our nursing theory courses, so the theory courses will be delivered in a remote delivery environment. That means that if you're scheduled for class between 9 and 12 on Mondays and Fridays, you need to be in class from 9 to 12 on Mondays and Fridays. However, your location for that classroom is going to be remote from the instructor. So you're not going to be in the same physical space as the instructor, but that is your class time. That's remote delivery, which is different than online delivery. it's remote delivery is a synchronous environment. You're there at the same time. Now, will they have some asynchronous assignments and some projects to be completed? Sure, just like you would in a normal classroom. You have homework, right? But you should be in class at those times. Okay, so that's our plan for theory courses. Our plan, our plan, I want to say that again, our plan for lab courses starting in August and moving forward is that they're going to be as much as humanly possible in the hospital. That being said, we don't have 
very good information from the hospitals. Some of them have not given us their plan or their availability at all, even though we, of course, over a year ago requested that availability and had it. They're operating under different circumstances. We would like to provide at least 50% of your clinical in the hospital, 50% of your lab course in the hospital. The rest will likely be through simulation. You may have shorter times in the hospital than you had in previous lab courses, in previous clinicals, but the requirements are going to be the same. Okay, now to the thing that everybody's been asking me. I get over and over, no matter where I am, <laughs> we haven't been practicing, we haven't been taking care of patients, we're really nervous about getting back in clinical, our instructor's going to be patient with us. To that, I can only say that this is something that every nursing student around the world and every nursing faculty member around the world and every nursing program administrator and every nurse manager and every nurse educator around the world, every director of nursing, every chief nursing officer is worried about. All of us are worried about that. All of us. I teach for another university that is actually based in Southern California, and they're having the same problem. So this is, this is a problem in nursing, and we know that. This is not just a problem in nursing. This is a problem in all of the health sciences. You need the ability to practice your skills before you try them out on patients, and you get, obviously, your skills get rusty. So I haven't been in the hospital setting now for a couple of years. If I had to go back and take vital signs, I might be a little rusty the first few days, but it's still my responsibility to know that information, right? I still need to know how to do it. So what might I do to get prepared? I might practice. So the labs have not been open. Some people are meeting for clinicals. Some people are not yet, but you will be. So what can you do? I saw the most fantastic video that one of our students did for, I think it was her instructor, of walking through the steps of giving medications, videotaped, and I, I shouldn't say videotaped, what do you say anymore? It's not videotaped, <laughs> being recorded, I'll use recorded, giving medications to a teddy bear in, it looked like a bedroom. <laughs> so that was ingenious to me. So you still have these skills, and even when you're in clinical, you should be practicing these skills on your own outside of a lab setting. So what does that mean? You have all of the information. You have your textbooks. You have your clinical guides. You can get back into D2L from your old clinical courses and pull out the how do you give medications, how do you do this, the steps, right, and walk yourself through the steps. Now, the best thing is probably to walk yourself through them physically. But even if you do it in your mind, that's helpful. Some of you have family members you are have been quarantined with. Some of you have friends maybe that you've been seeing a lot of. Uh, what my what my cousin would call our germ group, and what I've I've said, um, you know, people that you're around a lot are probably in your same germ group, and you could certainly be practicing giving medications to them. And and I keep using medications, but I mean anything, any of the procedures you've learned. Why can't you do a head-to-toe assessment on one family member, one friend, or one doll, or one stuffed animal every day? Walk through everything, and they can help you. 
you give give them the grading sheet give them the the rubric for it and let them decide if you've done all of those steps you can do all of this you can practice all of it without being here now for process two clinicals students so for process two labs we did send you home with a care package so to speak of some supplies to practice with drawing up well you know what you can find landmarks on your family members you can find landmarks on your on your dolls or, or stuffed animals you have a clinical group you have colleagues you have friends that you've been in class with get online with them FaceTime with them do a group meeting you can do a free free zoom meeting you can do some free things uh, I think Facebook maybe even has something now and have one of you walk through it and the other person grades you. You can even walk through the steps of putting in a catheter. Now, you may be a little uncomfortable doing that with a family member, <laughs> but you can do the steps, at least in your mind or with the stuffed animal. You can talk through the steps with somebody else. Watch videos. Um, I'm not big into watching videos. I know a lot of people learn a lot through YouTube and I think it's a great resource. Uh, it's never really worked that much for me. For me, I have to walk through the steps. But this will be something that you'll be doing for the rest of your life. Um, you will be learning outside of the classroom and you'll be learning outside of work. So even when you finish school and get a job, you're going to need to study because there is no way a nursing program can teach you everything you need to, do, need to know to function in the hospital. If you go to work at Broward Health or Memorial Health Systems, maybe Cleveland Clinic, you're going to be taking some courses and some of you may even come back here for some continuing education courses. So, sorry about that, my computer went blank and I wasn't sure if it was still recording. So I hope that you will respond to this podcast with some things that you've been doing at home to get prepared, but you can. Don't, don't squander this time. It's stressful. It's been very stressful, but don't squander it. So, you know, I've had this conversation with my good friend Madeline. She, didn't, she sounded really blue one day a few weeks ago, and I said, what's going on with you? She said, you know, I, I had just, she put into words, I think, what all of us are feeling. She said, you know, I feel like this time was maybe a gift, but I'm so stressed that I'm not enjoying it. And when it's over, so her husband was furloughed and he was home, and she said, I feel like, you know, when when he was home, I should have you know, taken advantage of that time. And now he's going back and maybe I'm going to be sorry. And, and I think, you know, she was sort of expressing what all of us are feeling, but you know, we can change our attitude, right? Our attitude determines our direction and we can make it a good time. You can make it time for extra practice. You can find the positive in it. Um, that's not been easy for me. Actually, it's been very stressful for me, but I'm working, as I've said before, on the accreditation self-study. And if, if we were in normal circumstances, I'd be running around to all four campuses, and I'm not having to do that now. I am working on, building, on central campus and building eight. But So we can all take the time. There is something good about everything, and you've had a little bit more time. Is it optimal? Is this fantastic, what we're doing? Absolutely not. It's not. And it's not optimal for anyone. So we have to get out of this mindset that it's happening to just the Broward College nursing students. This is happening to nursing students worldwide. Hospitals are already worried about how they're going to onboard new nurses. 
because their nursing education globally, not just here, not just at Broward College, not just in South Florida, not just in Florida, but through the whole country, through the whole world. When you are hiring new nurses who have had limited patient contact because of going to remote delivery and doing more simulation, your orientation programs have to change. So they're worried about it too. So what can you do? Again, you can use this time. And when you get to the point of applying for jobs and interviewing, you can talk about your ability to be adaptable and use the time you're given to learn on your own. These are good things to talk about in an interview. What challenges have you faced and how have you handled them? Well, one of your challenges has been that you had limited patient contact for a long time and you can talk about what you did to prepare for coming back. So again, I'd really like to hear your ideas and see the things you've done. Um, we'd love to see some videos we, we, of, you know, of you guys practicing. I'd, I'd love to hear the stories about how you've done that. So I hope you'll you know, send some comments to the blog or, or um, respond to this and tell me. But you can use this time to, to prepare on your own. You know, we're all doing the best we can. And I do believe that your instructors are going to be very understanding of the fact that you've had limited time. There's a fine line there, right? So being understanding doesn't mean that you just let everything slide. Being understanding means that they will say, so how, you know, what have you done to practice? And then give you maybe a little more practice time, but we still have to have the same standards. So believe me when I say that's been something that's been talked about amongst the faculty, that's been something that's talked about amongst my friends who are in leadership roles and hiring people in the hospitals. You know, this is a big concern for all of us, but we all have our part to play and we all have a responsibility. And one of our responsibilities is to keep our skills sharp. And I know you can do it. So I hope you have a great week. Um, thanks for listening. Keep in touch.